broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is CW. Thank you for checking out the Midtown Business Radio Show. On this week's episode, we continued our biweekly series with Life University's Dr. Jill LaMarche. He's the Vice President of Professional Relations for Life University. And we've been focusing on business leaders in the community who exemplify integrity in their professional and their personal lives. And soon, we're going to be introducing you to some high school students from around the area who, like these business leaders, also exemplify integrity in their academic work, as well as their personal lives. Perhaps they're serving the community in ways that rise above and beyond what would be normally expected for these young people. So we're looking forward to that. And this week was a real treat for me. I got to have several business leaders that I consider friends of mine with me here at the table, and they're all folks to a man that I consider to be high-integrity people. We had, of course, Dr. Jola Marsh, and we had Alan Connor. He's the CEO of My Professional CFO, and longtime friend of mine, Tom Gagno of Mountain View Group, also joined us in the studios to talk about their award-winning media productions. We'll be talking with Alan and Tom about how they value integrity and how it folds into the relationships they have in both professional and personal lives. And I know that many people around the Atlanta area are familiar with the fact that there's a university here called Life University, but not a lot of people actually know just what this university is all about. Many know it's the largest chiropractic university in the world. I think few know that they actually offer over 10 different bachelor programs and several master's level programs, including business, actually positive business at Life University, positive psychology, several health sciences programs like vitalistic nutrition, functional neurology. There's a number of health-related degrees, bachelor and master's available at Life University. And of course, they have a thriving athletic department there as well, having one of the best rugby teams in the country. Here's Jill talking a little bit about why their approach to business and psychology, for example, is maybe a little bit different. You get a little bit extra value for having attended classes in these areas at Life University. Check it out. We talk about positive business and we look at psychology. We talk about positive psychology and people say, you know, what's the difference between that and anything else? Well, it's how you look at things. So the fact that we look at it from a positive rather than a negative, neutral or stress actually changes the outcome because we enter from a different place. Even the students, when they first come in, the president speaks to them and has a full course that is entitled Rights and Responsibilities. So we start with our student population understanding their rights, but also understanding their responsibilities, not only as a student, but to humanity, how that plays out. So for example, even one of the speakers that we're going to have at Life Talks is a Dr. Ben Ellie, who'll be talking about sustainability. We have a right to live on the planet, but we also also have a responsibility to continue to protect it. So the entire Congress is really going to be focused on that one topic, integrity throughout life. A very well-known speaker, Barbara DeAngelis, who's considered to be you know one of the world's top experts on relationships, will be one of the speakers that will be hosting a pre-conference workshop and obviously speaking also on the Friday. And she's going to be speaking on relationship with others, but also relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you build that integrity so that you can continuously be at your best and really deliver, whether it's as a student, at home, in the business place, with coworkers, how do you deliver a life of integrity? Stick around. I got the full interview with Jill LaMarche, Alan Connor, and Tom Gagneau coming up next. 
Good morning, everyone. It's C.W. Hall. Thank you for joining us here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. We're continuing the series that we started last month with Life University. I have Gilles Lamarche, Vice President of Professional Relations with Life University with us here in the studio. Good morning, C.W. Pleasure to be with you once again. And we'll be introducing you to a longtime friend of mine, Tom Gagno of Mountain View Group. Hey there, Charles. Good to see you. <laughs> and uh, my neighbor here in the building, actually, <laughs> and new friend, Alan Connor of my professional CFO. So thanks for taking some time to sit in with us. Thank you for having me back. And Jill, um, let's start talking a little bit about the introduce people to Life Life Talks World Congress. It's coming up in May, two-day event, um, similar to in themes. I, I hate to give TED Talks too much, uh, you know, free free press, but it's similar to that. It's a inspirational, self-motivating or self-improvement type event where you can go and hear from experts on the subjects and improve yourself and come away with maybe a different perspective that will help you have a richer, fuller, happier life after being there? Yes, this year is the second annual, and it will be held on May 12th and the 13th. The event itself is really the 13th at the TED Talk style, which are short talks, you know, 20 to 30 minute talks. And the, the on the 12th, there's actually four pre-conference workshops that are three-hour workshops. And this year, the theme that we're focusing on is a life of integrity. So we have speakers that will cover the gamut from integrity at birth, you know, how to help a mom have an, an, a birth of integrity with her child, all the way through, you know, compassionate business process and integrity in business, integrity in relationships, because that is a theme that is imperative if we want to continue to build a beautiful humankind. And I know that those concepts are certainly in the forefront around the campus of Life University. It's even built into several of the courses. When you look at the business course, for example, the bachelor's program that you have in business, it's not business, it's positive. We talk about positive business and we look at psychology, we talk about positive psychology and people say, you know, what's the difference between that and anything else? Well, it's how you look at things. So the fact that we look at it from a positive rather than a negative neutral or stress actually changes the outcome because we enter from a different place. Even the students, when they first come in, the president speaks to them and has a full course that is entitled Rights and Responsibilities. So we start with our student population understanding their rights, but also understanding their responsibilities, not only as a student, but to humanity, how that plays out. So for example, even one of the speakers that we're going to have at Life Talks is a Dr. Ben Ali, who'll be talking about sustainability. We have a right to live on the planet, but we also have a responsibility to continue to protect it. So the entire Congress is really going to be focused on that one topic, integrity throughout life. A very well-known speaker, Barbara DeAngelis, who's considered to be, you know, one of the world's top experts on relationships, will be one of the speakers that will be hosting a pre-conference workshop and obviously speaking also on the Friday. And she's going to be speaking on relationship with others, but also relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you build that integrity so that you can continuously be at your best and really deliver, whether it's as a student, at home, in the business place, with coworkers, how do you deliver a life of integrity? You know, it's interesting when you talked about having a relationship with yourself. It was something that I began to learn how to do several years ago, four or five years ago, really. It took me 45 years almost to to finally get to that place. But to develop an actual positive relationship with myself, um, you know, you would think, well, how, why wouldn't you have that already? But I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, not just myself, that tended to have a negative dialogue inside uh, or a negative 
attitude, if you will, about oneself. And that ends up affecting how you interact with other people and how you view the relationships outside of yourself. So having I, I, that, I think is you're not powerful. you're not you're not alone to discover that at, <laughs> at a later age or you know later in life. I think many people discover that a little bit later because we, you know, we we grew up not often hearing the positive about us, but sort of taking in the negative that people might say, you're not tall enough, you're not cute enough, you're too big, you're too small, whatever it might be. But the reality is that once you start developing a positive relationship with yourself, that's when you can tap into the gifts and talents that you have and then deliver those to the world. It's a completely different philosophy of life, but one that most people want to discover. And when they discover it, it's, it's like this huge epiphany. I can actually have a great relationship with myself and control that negative self-talk. And we focus on talking to ourselves in a way that are resourceful and loving and caring. And you were sharing with me before we went on the air today a story uh, around an Atlanta-based organization, the Boys and Girls Club. And you talked about how, you know, these young people had such a high sense of integrity in terms of a, a very difficult choice they were presented with. You want to talk about that real quick? I thought yeah, it was a I mean, real cool story. It was such a beautiful story. A year or so ago, I had this idea of hosting a 5K race on the campus of Life University. Because as you know, we have lights of life every year, this beautiful light display between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's Eve. And, you know, tens of thousands of people come through campus to actually enjoy that site. And so we hosted a run called Run the Lights of Life. It was a, a later startup, a 5 p.m. startup. That way the runners would finish in the lights of life. And we chose the Boys and Girls Club to receive the gifts that would be provided by the runners. So we collected hundreds of gifts. And anytime that someone brought a gift, they got $5 back from their registration fee. And what was so interesting is how many people chose to not take the $5 back. They paid a registration fee. They brought a gift for a child. And when we went to give them back their five, they said, oh, no, go ahead and keep it. Just put it back in the kitty. And because of that, we were able to buy, I think, $750 worth of gift cards. So after bringing these hundreds of toys to the Boys and Girls Club and seeing how excited the children were, I was then able to give the executive director there, you know, a stack of gift cards that they could use for gifts for the teenagers, the older kids. And uh, we did that again this year and the same results. This year we had 800 runners over two days, hundreds of gifts again, and, you know, a lot of gift cards. Yesterday I happened to be at a chamber breakfast and one of the executives from the Boys and Girls Club was sitting beside me and we had a conversation. Then she sent me this video and this video was was called um, The Other Christmas Gift. And so what they did, and this was none of this was arranged. At the Boys and Girls Club, they decided to video children asking them this question. So they went to these children, and the video is available on YouTube. It's, it's, I think that's what it's called, yeah. The Other Christmas yeah. Gift. And they said to the kids, what would you like for Christmas? And the child would tell them, you know, the one gift they'd like for Christmas. And then they'd say... And if you had an opportunity to buy something for someone you love, what would that be? And so here a child is choosing something for their parent. And they went out and bought both gifts for each of these, I think, five kids. I think they were being uh, videoed. And then they presented the children. They said, okay, so this is the gift you asked for. This is the gift you asked for your mother. I remember the one the little boy said, you know, a ring for my mother because she's never had a ring. I think she'd love to have a ring. And the little girl said, jewelry for my mom and et cetera. And they said, but there's a caveat. You can only pick one of the gifts. You can pick the gift for yourself, 
or you can pick the gift for your loved one. Every single child picked the gift for their loved one. It was so deeply touching that I had tears when I watched in the office yesterday. I showed it to CW this morning. I'm like, dang it, Jill. <laughs> he, was, he was tearing up around it. And I said, and that is the reason why we support the Boys and Girls Club. And it's the same reason why we're actually hosting the Life Talks World Congress. There, what they teach these children from a space of integrity and honesty and this willingness to, to thrive and serve is at their highest level. And so we see it in the video. And Barb Allen, who's this executive that I'm talking about, she said, and Jill, none of it was staged. This is what actually came out. We were just doing a research project to see how these children would behave. And I was telling CW this morning, that's the same reason why we're actually hosting Life Talks. Because Life University was built on the foundation of what's called lasting purpose. To give, do, love, and serve from this sense of abundance with no expectation of return. And we work real hard at getting our students to also understand that philosophy of life. And that's the philosophy we really want to share with the population. Because we had a conversation a couple of years ago, the president and I, and said, you know, how do we bring this philosophy that we get to live every single day on this beautiful little 106-acre campus in Marietta, how do we get to share that with the world? And Life Talks World Congress grew from that. And that's why we're going to host it again in May. So... Life Talks World Congress, A Life of Integrity, May 12th, 13th, Some of those kids may, may ought to end up at Life University before it's all said and done, since they're already on the path. You, you know, you never know, because those are some of the conversations that we have with them. And we host the annual uh, Boys and Girls Club breakfast at Life University every year. It does bring some of these kids on campus, especially the ones that win their speech contests, et cetera. But it's, uh, it's a great organization. It just really, really fits with who we are at Life University. And I know there's a lot of organizations in the Atlanta area that fit with that philosophy as well. And my goal is to bridge those, those gaps and get to know these people so that we can work together and really work you know, altruistically at making the world a better place. And I want to get our other guests in, in here with us as well. Alan, uh, talk a little bit about, for folks who aren't familiar with My Professional CFO, give them a little introduction to the company and what you're all about. My Professional CFO, in a nutshell, is we work predominantly with physicians in helping them establish their businesses, incorporation, setting themselves up on payroll, making sure that both them and their employees are looked after as far as benefits, 401ks, whatnot, tax planning. You experienced firsthand one of the challenges that you're trying to help some of these physicians who become clients of yours avoid yes. um, with a family member. You want to talk a little bit about that story? Because it really got you motivated to say, hey, these people really need some help. They need some information here that can maybe help them stay away from this because it's it could potentially be very life-changing. Yes. I started the business several years ago because a very close family member, uh, <laughs> you and I have had this conversation before, a very close family member who became an emergency room physician and after four years of medical school, internship, residency, then became a very successful emergency room physician. And one thing that they don't teach in medical school or in residency is about the amount of money that physicians are able to make. And it was just through focusing on medicine. He's a, he's a phenomenal physician, literally watched him save lives, but can't balance the checkbook. But not only that, one of the ways that many, many physicians are compensated is you get a check every month 
but there's no withholdings. You're a 1099 contractor. A lot of times when these physicians, they go through their internship, their residency, their employees. Sometimes you'll be able to participate in your 401k plan. The day they finish, they pass their board exams. They're then attending physicians. They're hired by contract groups or they go out and they start their own practices. So they go from being on the employee side where they get a check and somebody else takes care of doing all the withholdings and and telling them, here's your plan, they have to figure that out for themselves. So they start out, you receive gross dollars in your paycheck, you tend to spend what you bring home. Well, if nobody does the withholdings for you, you wind up unfortunately spending what the government's portion of that would normally be. (laughs) And then you wind up in a not so subtle way of potentially losing everything that you have if somebody isn't helping you take those steps along the way. Because as we were talking about, you you, you mentioned the fact that for many of these providers, because of the level of income that they're at, their their income tax require or obligation can be pretty high. And in fact, they can end up having a stroke of five or six figure check. Very often, in fact, most most every physician that I work with, their their annual tax bill is in the six figures. And, and so then if you if you haven't paid it in a timely fashion, then they say, well, you know what, even though we keep your money till the till the refund comes with no interest for you. We charge a pretty hefty fine the if IRS you haven't charged, paid us. The IRS <laughs> charge, charges a, a, a very nice 18% interest rate on, on back taxes. And then they charge penalties and then they charge interest on penalties. The IRS is a great organization if you work along with them. If you don't work along with them, it can be very ugly situation. And we try to prevent that from happening. Uh, my, my family member got the rude awakening because he avoided the you know the, the various notices along the way uh, sticking his head in the sand as far as who you tend to work with I mean obviously physicians are a large portion of your focus but you you can help pretty much any business yes we, any business owner or uh, entrepreneur we we specialize in independent physicians but that also crosses over to anybody who operates as an independent contractor whether it's a you know somebody who's a realtor somebody who's a an IT professional who who does contract work attorneys but we also work with you know a number of small businesses that are starting out you talk about in- integrity my business partner is a former military officer so integrity is something that we take very seriously and we do a lot of work with startup businesses for veterans. So it doesn't really matter what, what types of businesses or how small or large the business. In addition to being able to do those accounting type functions, basic accounting functions where you're handling payroll and different functions like that for them on an ongoing basis, keeping them from having to hire somebody and pay all the benefits and the extra expenses of having that person on staff, you're able to handle that. But then also you're able to provide a number of different vehicles, if you will, that will help them meet their tax obligations, but at the same time, help them drop more of that gross revenue to their own bottom line rather than having to pay taxes on it in a legal way. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we work with a particularly a, a physician or, or a physician practice, we start out from working with their payroll to make sure that that's taken care of and their payroll tax payments are made. Then we move into benefits that are offered to them and then to their employees. Then we go beyond that to what are the additional tax savings that they can offer profit sharing plans, additional matching pension plans. We also work with, depending on, you know, we start talking about a larger practice where we can get into various types of captive insurance and things as far as sheltering larger amounts of income, but from the standpoint of protecting the business and protecting the longevity of the physician or the the business owner. Now, Life University is the world's largest chiropractic college, and they've actually got locations now on other continents. Well, not fully open yet, but yeah, we're looking at uh, opening a location in Rome, Italy. We've got initiatives going on in China and 
you know, other than, I mean, we are the largest chiropractic institution in the world. We also have 12 undergrad programs. We have four master's degrees at Life University. So it is a, you know, full breadth university. But yes, our flagship program is the chiropractic program. Now, would those type of providers also fall into the group of folks that you would be able to provide some guidance for around these types of topics? Certainly. Personally, I'm, I'm a uh, patient of a chiropractor. I've <laughs> used chiropractors for years. My wife says it's one of the only things that keeps me in line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she might too. Very bad humor. <laughs> but no, I know several of the chiropractors that I've used throughout the years have been life graduates. So and, poten- yeah. and potential clients. And, and potential clients, exactly. A lot of chiropractors come out, they open up their own practice. Yes. I know it's not very common for chiropractors, at least from, from my knowledge base, to become part of much larger practices. A lot of them are one, two-man practices, and that becomes very important because they're all about seeing patients as a physician, as as any healthcare professional. Is. Exactly. It's all about seeing, seeing patients, and you want to focus on taking care of your patient, and then what we try to do is take care of the business side so that they can focus on taking care of their patients. I certainly could have used a man like you uh, 35 plus years ago when I started because I was almost in the same pickle as your family member because, you know, you, you're at school, you make no money, and all of a sudden you start making all this money and you actually forget that you're supposed to make at least quarterly payments to the RS. And uh, yeah, I got almost in trouble. I got out of it, but I could have used somebody like you really early in my career for sure. If someone if finds themselves in that spot where the government says, oh, you should have paid while back. I mean, how do you handle that? What do you what do you do about that situation? The first thing you do is you don't avoid the IRS. The first thing you want to do is talk to them, explain to them your situation, and then work out plans to resolve it down the road. They are happy to take installments. Uh, it you know, pe- people think, well, if if I hide from them, it'll go away. It's never going to go away. So the first step is admitting to them, okay, yes, I made a mistake. And what can we do to work with it? You want to hire somebody that can work along with you because what you want to do is you can't fix the past. You can deal with the past and now you fix the present. So Mm -hmm. then it's making sure that you're paying them on a quarterly basis, monthly basis. If you're actually taking payroll, have somebody else do the withholding payments and get the money out of your account. It's out of sight, out of mind. That's the simplest solution. It's still going to be painful, but once you deal with the past, just like anything, once once you deal with it, you can adapt and learn to, w- to live within your net means instead of your gross means. <laughs> That's right. We've been talking <laughs> with Alan Connor of My Professional CFO, and when someone wants to link up with you, what's that process like? Is there any sort of a free consultation or a, what's the process? How do I become the client? I can't necessarily say that there's a, a, a free individual consultation. We don't charge for talking people through the process. Okay. I'll have multiple conversations with people. I have a client that, that's coming on board now. He's he's a resident ER physician right now, so he'll, he won't finish his residency until June. But we've talked several times right now, probably seven or eight times, and it's building the relationship. So I can't say that it's necessarily a free consultation. It might be seven or eight free consultations, but then we look at it from, we look for long-term clients. I'm not looking for a client to just ask me to do their tax return. There's H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, places like that. I'm looking for five, 10, 15 plus year relationships. So I'm not worried about the time that I spend getting somebody comfortable with You're with investing me. in your client already. I, I, I really front. am. You know, we, yeah. we invest up front. I have to demonstrate my integrity up front. If I charge them up front, it, I feel like I'm looking more at them like a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at them as these clients are also my friends. 
I've gone, I've, I've traveled, I've had dinner with them, their families, their spouses, met their children. We're building long-term relationships. We're not a volume business. I'd much rather have fewer long-term clients that feel like they can call me or email me about a question as opposed to somebody who feels like, oh, well, if I ask him a question, I'm going to get a bill. We don't work that way. They can email me. They can call me. They can find us in a multitude of ways, either whether it be our website, our Facebook page, our Twitter, and just start. My suggestion is let's start the conversation. Ask the questions you feel like you need answered, and then I'll pose some questions back to you that you may not have thought of, and we'll work through the process. We're not going to do anything that's going to, we're not, we're not, we're not going to sell you anything. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I was just getting yeah. ready to mention is I've, I've seen and, and spoken with both of you uh, in the office and, and quickly felt like you are a consultant, you are somebody that will share some information, but not necessarily say you got to buy this or you got to do this. You, you're not a pushy salesperson type uh, when I think you can get some of that with financial consulting in some cases. Well, you, you certainly can. And through the investment management that we do with clients, we are investment advisors. And because of that, we don't sell anything. We don't sell mutual funds. We don't sell insurance. We don't do anything like that. We are much more of a relationship. What's your picture? What do you need? Exactly. It's what are your set of circumstances? Where are you trying to go? And let's work with with what you currently have. Well, about five years ago, I ran into a gentleman named Tom Ganyu and got to know him. And, and I would call you one of my better friends, certainly, and thought it was a cool opportunity to bring you in and talk a little bit about the company that you're the leader of. And you've done some really cool things. You had a great year. From what I understand, you all received some accolades for the work that you've done. So introduce folks to the Mountain View Group, Tom. Sure. Uh, Mountain View Group is a 35-year-old company uh, in 2016. So that feels good and reminds me that I also should be planning some sort of celebration. (laughs) Uh, we were founded in upstate New York, and our roots are in filmmaking, film and video production. And we opened our Atlanta office about 17, 18 years ago. And, you know, we've changed over the years. Our roots are in film and video, but that really gave us a grounding in two things, I think. One is the ability to handle large, complex projects, sometimes global projects. And then the other thing is a focus on storytelling. Yeah. And so that's always been in our DNA. And then as the years have gone by, clients kept asking us to do more and more. So today we describe ourselves as a creative agency and we do a lot of different things. We still do a lot of media production. We do a lot of communication planning and strategy. We do campaigns of all sorts, whether that be social, digital, or traditional media, and really work with clients, transmedia, so across all platforms. And got a great group of clients that we've worked with. We too focus on long-term relationships. So I have 10, 15, 20, 25-year relationships with companies like GE, Raytheon, Coca-Cola, Alcon. And then we have some newer clients who we're hoping to bring along in that family. And so, you know, here in Atlanta, we also work with some small and mid-sized or nonprofit organizations like Central Atlanta Progress, High Museum, Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. So wide range of stuff and it's a ball. And it's not really so much advertising as it is a lot of times some of the projects you've described where maybe there's a very large merger between two enterprises and there's some stories to be told about who are we? Who who is this you're joining with? And 
the work you do can help them build that bridge to the between the new, the two newly combined companies. Sure, we do. We definitely do some advertising. We work on some commercial campaigns. Just finished up two, but we also work with companies on both the internal and external side. So, as you said, CW. A lot of times that is when businesses are going through some sort of change. And so recently, pleasure to work with GE. On you know, they had their largest acquisition of Alstom in GE's history, and I got to work alongside some awesome people at GE, helping them to communicate the changes, how to integrate a very large company into another very large company yeah. and, and, and how to do that as smoothly as possible. And some really fun, juicy projects along those lines. And you have a passion for writing. So, I mean, how does that desire or compulsion to put something down and tell a bit of a story, whether it's to yourself or your own eyes only, uh, or maybe for the consumption of others, how does that come into play? Because it would probably temper how you were able to tell me your story. You, you'd probably be an effective interviewer, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I love doing interviews because I like learning about great businesses or great people and figuring out each sort of person's story that they want to tell, that they have inside them. And so craft of writing, and I am a hack writer and sometimes a professional writer and <laughs> A creative writer, and I just I just like stories, and so it, it just fuels the inquisitive, curious part of me. That helps me. I I like to think it helps me with clients, you know, to just keep pushing and prodding them to get to that authentic place of storytelling. When you think about the things you do, because talk about some of the awards you've won. You clearly, because this year was kind of a bevy. You got several different. Yeah, uh, this year was things. a good year. You know, our <laughs> clients gave us some really great projects that we were able to sort of bring some creative firepower and juices. To and you know we don't go after awards because they look nice on our shelves. We sort of go after awards because it's it, it is a reward for our clients and and them being courageous and daring to go after a particular concept or a treatment. So they like to see they like to show those trophies and they're proud about them on their shelves. So that's why we do it. We here in Atlanta we we did really well at the IABC Golden Flame Awards this year. I think we won eight LACP. Awards. I think we were eight for eight or nine for nine. Uh, Marcom Awards, uh, nine of eleven, and the other two were honorable mentions. So it's fun. It's fun. now. How do those come about? How do they? How do you get in the running? It's sort of an outgrowth of the the Golden Globes or the the Oscars. It's the same thing in the communications industry. Is there are festivals? You submit. You pay. Okay. A, you pay a fee. You know, it's not like they're finding us per se. They market to us and, and and then we we decide in the 100 to 150 projects that we produce in a year, which ones do we want to submit for entries? And so we submit. They have usually esteemed judges that look at your work and critique it. And, and then they decide, give you a thumbs up or thumbs down. And, and if you're lucky, they send you a nice shiny trophy. <laughs> How fun. How fun. <laughs> and in your work, I get the sense, having known you for a few years, that integrity is really kind of front of mind with you and everything you do. I, I think that you're a stand-up person. How do you fold that into your interactions with your clients? Well, I, th I don't think that there's any difference between business and business doing business with integrity. I mean, they have to be the same. Life is just way too transparent now. If you if you don't treat customers with respect and transparency, they're not going to come back. And and now they're going to tell a lot of people too. So you know, it's just the way we've always been with clients. And I like to think that they've been that way back. And, and that's why we have loyal clients, like I said, some for 24, 25 years now. And the other thing is, is on the integrity piece is our clients, 
they're all talking about integrity and they have and and not just as an initiative or a flavor of the month but they're really talking about this is the way that we do business everywhere we do business in the world and so i don't know i've learned from them they work on this global stage with all sorts of players and they're working really hard at being seen as operating with total integrity and compliance everywhere they work and so they're just good examples for me. Was there a, a particular perspective or how somebody drives themselves, their their philosophy in particular that really leapt out at you and, and inspired you from the interactions you've had over these years? I mean, I think GE as a company is just incredible the way that they treat the spirit and the letter. And and so they've been an inspiration to me. I, luckily, I've gotten to work with them on a lot of integrity projects and initiatives, both that goes across. It goes, you know, in terms of doing business and selling in countries and to governments and military or to sustainability in the environment and treating employees fairly and making sure that everyone goes home in the same condition that they came to work. And so I, I just think they're a great example and they've certainly been an inspiration to me. Our city of Atlanta's CIO came from GE leadership, young man. He spent 10 years there before he moved on up and now is over a huge city in terms of its technology. So he's another man of integrity as well. So I can share your view of them as a mark. Where do folks go if they want to check out some of your work? www.mountainviewgroup.com, all one word. And contrary to popular belief, when I say Mountain View, people always assume that we were founded or live in Mountain View, California, but no. <laughs> Upstate New York and Atlanta. <laughs> There's mountains up there. <laughs> there are. How about you, Alan? Where, where can folks go get information about My Professional CFO? Online, we are www.myprofessionalcfo.com. Probably the easiest place that they can, they can find us. And then they can link up with your social media from there, I guess. Yes, we are at MyProCFO. And I think that Life Talks World Congress has its own uh, Life Talks uh, page, has so, so Life University is very simple. It's life.edu is the website, so you can get all the information there. And Life Talks particularly is lifetalks.org. And if you are listening to the Midtown Business Radio Show by the podcast, if you haven't done so already, look on the upper left-hand corner of the show page. You'll see the Apple logo. Click on that. That'll take you to the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast where you can subscribe to us. And that way, each new episode will be downloaded straight to your device. You'll get to be introduced to some of Atlanta's finest leaders in business week in and week out. And if you're a company that has solutions for the business community, what a great way to get to know about a business in your community that might end up being either a collaborating partner with your business and have some synergies, or perhaps you might have a solution that would really help them either grow their revenue line or drop more of that revenue to the bottom line more efficiently. And so we hope you subscribe to us and turn around and share. You might just share some information with somebody that you care about that you didn't realize would have a positive impact on them. And before we go, final thoughts from everybody? You have any from anybody? Well, just, you saw me scrolling through my phone. I was actually looking for something on the weekend. My wife and I went to see the movie, and I couldn't remember the name of the movie, so that's what I was looking for, but went to see the movie The Big Short, which is about the housing crisis and the lack of integrity that was taking place in the banking industry. If you want to look for something with integrity, Life Talks. If you want to see something that lacked integrity, <laughs> go see that movie. It's a great movie. It's very, very well put together, and it's obviously it's based on a true story, but uh, we know that integrity is common amongst many and it is uncommon still amongst many tom and alan i want to say thanks so much and jill of course thank you i've really enjoyed much. uh getting to know you and i'm really pleased that we're going to be having you in the studio uh, a couple of times a month going forward here for a little while so thanks for you and life university as well 
Thank you, sir. And thank you to our guests today. And for the folks who made time to check us out today, I want to say thank you very much. We'll make sure we see you all same time, same place next week. We'll see you then.